We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. We're recording this on 316. So he broke out the Stone Cold t-shirt. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Listen, I know when you went bald, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, I got to shave my head. I'm bald now. And then you saw Stone Cold, you're like, finally. I can channel my inner... Steve Austin. Yep, yep. Stone Cold 316 day. What a what a perfect day. You know what? I actually, I was thinking about this the other day. It might have been earlier today because it's 316. You think Stone Cold really still has hair? Like no. stunning Steve Austin? No, he's not like George St. Pierre when he grew out the hair. Yeah, like, what the I think those are plugs. But, but yeah. but it, Like Jada. Like full Jada kiss yeah, where he just had a baldy like willingly. Yeah. And then next thing you know, he got a crisp ass line. Nah, because Stone Cold had like hair. Remember? No, yeah. The like the Hollywood blondes. blondes, yeah. Like he had hair. I, I feel nah, like he, he still that. has that. Nah, he has the George Jefferson problem. He's got really I, d- I don't even think he knows because the gimmick. Yeah. You have to keep that hair. I think he might have been in a movie with hair, but you don't know if movie hair is real. What movie was that? I don't I don't know. Don't ask me. He's been like what the expendable. I don't I don't fucking know. But I think I've seen him once with faux hair. But I feel like he's if he wanted to. Grow out the, the long blonde mane. It looked ridiculous. Oh, it looked horrible. It it's kind of like Cena with long hair. Yeah, Cena is that wispy, whatever the fuck he's got going on. Oh, I love Austin Theory. He called him out for the bald spot. He did. He did. Yeah, tried to flame Austin Theory. He was like, ah, take that. But uh, no, it's, it's a great way to start with the pod. There's only one thing you could do on 316, and that's talk wrestling. So today's podcast, all about pro wrestling. We're not previewing a pay-per-view. We're not recapping a pay-per-view. So we kind of just get to BS our way through the current situations in AEW and WWE as we head into a couple of big weeks with Mania right around the corner. It's a big week for ROH. Oh, Lord, yeah. But AEW is kind of starting to give bits and pieces to what they're building towards double or nothing, which is far as hell, it seems like, in May. Hey, Memorial Day. Deep. It's like... Two and a half months? Yeah, they got it. They have a long build to double. So whatever they're doing right now, they may not be doing by the time double or nothing goes. Yeah, they could have like one of those specials in between. Yeah. You never know. It's, so, it's all about WrestleMania. <laughs> it is. And ROH is, of course, 
gearing back up. They're going to have a great show over there. Can't wait to catch that while we're in L.A. First and foremost, though, if you guys haven't checked out our boxing MMA episodes, make sure you guys go and check those out. A lot of people have been hitting us up. Thank you for feedback online about those. People liked our discussion on Reasonable Doubt and Illmatic. Oh, Not one person who has commented about Reasonable Doubt has said the same song. No, that's what I figured. Everybody has a different song. Everyone has a different song. Uh, I think it was Coleman, shout out to Greg Coleman, who said Friend or Foe is his best song. And I was like, shit, I forgot Friend or Foe is even on. It's so good. So I've been listening to Reasonable Doubt all day. But make sure you guys check those out. Talked a lot of good boxing, a lot of good MMA. There's a pay-per-view this weekend. Check out our predictions on the last show. But Dre, we came in here to talk pro wrestling. Oddly enough, before we started rolling, cameras we were talking food which is kind of one in the same when we watch pro wrestling we're going to be in la if you guys have recommendations for where to eat like we're staying in koreatown yeah but, yeah but i need to know where the best carne asada fries in, in la are we're going to la for carne asada no nah, i'm just going to be in la i want carne asada fries there's there's i know there's a spot that's like has the best carne asada fries i feel like la is like more like traditional taco no. like you need to give me Depends the Al Pastor where you shave the shit and it's like super authentic. No, I just want I just want some carne asada fries. You're a simple man. Yeah. <laughs> it's just carne asada fries. But no, yeah, we won't be too far away from crypto and all the happenings down there. Shout out to Kaz, Emilio, Wale, everyone involved with Wale Mania. Lineup looking stacked. If you guys don't have your tickets, make sure you guys go support the homies. Yeah, and uh, make sure you go because there are... I, there's surprises. I'm not going to tell y'all the surprises. But I, <laughs> it wouldn't be a surprise. No, but I'm very keen on what the lineup is looking like. So make sure you get there and also get there early. I highly suggest you get there early. Yes. The doors, I believe, are at 7? I think like that. I think just an hour ago, they announced, Kaz announced, live, Mass Man, yes. him, podcast, with the Usos, yep. Solo Sokoa, yep. to kick off the night yep. around 8 o'clock. So, I'm going to be properly drunk since I'm getting there at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock till... I will be there for a while. 1 a.m.? We got some other things planned. Yeah, so it's going to be a very, very fun night. Make sure you guys, again, support the homies. Come out to that. Check out a lot of the independent wrestling, too, while you're out there. I know it's a big weekend. We love the AEWs, the ROHs, the SmackDowns, Hall of Fame, NXT, if you're going to that. Um, I'm not. <laughs> Mania. All those things, but also make sure you guys check out the indie stuff. GCW, The Collective. Yeah. I'm ready, bought my tickets yesterday. Effie's Big Gay Brunch, going to be. What's that, Saturday? Saturday morning, going to that instead of NXT. I ain't going to. We'll talk about NXT. I, I have zero interest in yeah, NXT. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not for me right now. It's not, not a good one. Uh, let me Sean, see. Sean's the GOAT. But uh, yeah, he can wrestle. He's like, like Jordan. This. Yeah. He's like Jordan. Like Very much like, like Jordan. Mm, you're not good at this. No. Um, yeah, I mean, brief rundown. Like, I want to ask the the our listeners if you're going to WrestleMania in LA, and we decided to do like a mixer. Um, it's on the table Friday morning. Would y'all show up? Let me know. Uh, something that I've, that I've been discussing back and forth. Uh, actually, it's been on our mind for a long time to start doing a, a WrestleMania brunch yep. for people in the community. So, yeah, if you would be down for something like that, let me know because. There may be something in the works for Friday morning. But aside from that... Can we get something like the Rock Nation hat? 
Like where it's just like synonymous with the brunch. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. But uh, me, I'll be in there Thursday. I'm going to Bloodsport. That's my first thing. Kota Bushi versus Speedball. Moxley's working Bloodsport. I'm going to that. Then it's Wally Mania. That evening's for the culture. And as much as I want to go, these old bones may not make it. I don't know. We're staying so close to Wally Mania. Yeah. Then you got to drive all the way up to the Ukrainian Cultural Center. Oof. That's a little tough. It's and tough then and it's drive late. back. Yeah, it's tough. It's late because that don't start until midnight. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm going to do that. A lot of the homies, Kenny King's wrestling there. I think the homies on fight might get my money. Yeah, well, you don't need it because we're all staying at the same spot. I have, oh, yeah, you I have everything for free. So, <laughs> so that's, that's Friday. You guys don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you guys watch it on fight if you're not in. That's LA Thursday, now. Friday. Uh, Joey Janela, Spring Break, Ring of Honor, uh, <laughs> Supercard of Honor, SmackDown if you're into that. Hall of Fame, even though there's only two people in the Hall of Fame. I don't know what the fuck that's about. So far, they got two weeks. Throw somebody in there. Yeah, but Joey Janela's spring break. Another one I'm looking forward to. Speedball versus Vikingo. Like, this dude's he's absolutely batshit crazy. Saturday, you'll be doing Effie's Big Gay Brunch. If you listen to Busted Open Radio on Sirius, where myself and Ryan McKinnell often fill in, uh, Busted Open's doing a party 12 to 2 on Saturday. 12 to 2, I think. Uh, me, Big Mac, the whole Busted Open crew, Dreamer, Henry, Dave LaGreca, Bully Ray. You about to say Bully's there? Yeah, Bully's they, there. They invited Bully? Bully's there. Mickey James will be there. Thunder Rosa will be there. The whole crew, all of us will be there. Um, that's Saturday. The WrestleMania Saturday. There's some other shit going on, too. There's some DDT, GCW shows. WrestleCon is happening. Um, it's kind of crazy because <laughs> there's a lot of AEW talent that's going to be in town. Yeah. Like, a lot of them. I know uh, Renee Paquette is going to be in town. She's going to be at WrestleCon. Adam Cole's at WrestleCon. Britt Baker's at WrestleCon. This is a very, it's going to be an invasion of sorts. But it's going to be a friendly invasion. Because yep. I fully expect, well, I've talked to a lot of people, they're going to be at Wally Mania too. So everybody's going to be all together. So it's going to be it's fun. That's the melting pot of yeah. pro wrestling. It's, it's L.A. Uh, and then Sunday is WrestleMania. I don't, we're going to do some stuff earlier in the day, I'm yep. sure. Um, but, man. That's 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 a weekend. Oh, we're gonna be dead tired. Yeah, I'm gonna be beat. And then, yeah, good thing we get like a a week off. I think. Yeah, a week reprieve before before uh, Ryan. And well, two weeks for Ryan Tank. and Tank. Two weeks for Ryan and Tank. I got some other things I'm working on, but uh, yeah, WrestleMania weekend is just whoo. Oh no! That's I can actually get back and I have to work. Shakur Stevenson. You got Shakur Stevenson on the eighth. There's yeah. a t- there are like seven fights on the eighth. Makes no sense with boxing, right? Shakur, Bam Rodriguez is fighting. Yep. Um, is there a UFC card on the 8th? Or are they, they dark that day? It is a pay-per-view. On the 8th? Miami. Already? Adesanya. These motherfuckers don't stop. <laughs> Yo. Adesanya um, rematch. Yeah, that's April. That's, that's the 8th. Yep. Shakur, Bam. There's, there's like, there's a Masvidal's bunch of like, getting murdered. Yeah, Masvidal's getting murdered. So, yeah, no, we're, we're hitting the ground running. Yeah, you're right. So we got, like, two days of relaxing. Um, we won't be out there for Raw. No, I, I gotta get, I gotta get back. We gotta get back. I'm literally, <laughs> yeah. Sunday WrestleMania ends. My my sleep schedule's already fucked, so I, my flight's at five thirty in the morning. And I, I get home, and my daughter goes to school at eight thirty. So I'll be as soon as I land, go get my daughter dressed and take her to school. Like, and- I'm driving back. I might go to Disneyland <laughs> on the way back. I I, I won't have a day. I will absolutely not have it. Again, you go with kids. It's way more exhausting. When you just go as an adult, you just run around, be a knucklehead. Yeah, a couple drinks. I got children. Yeah, ride on a couple rides. 
it's free. <laughs> so awesome. might as well go to Disneyland before coming back. So it's going to be one hell of a week. Looking forward to seeing everyone out there. Again, recommendations. We're taking food recommendations. <laughs> trying, and, trying to and, get the best yo, food. Because there was that and, one guy who trashed LA food. Yeah, we're not talking. Was that Kevin on stage? This yeah, I yeah. think so. No, but I, what I really need is a brunch recommendation because I'm fucking cashing out. I am cashing out, and don't give me don't give me a cheap brunch. Like, don't try to save my pocket. He's running in with the briefcase. We gotta hurt Kel's pocket. So whatever, whoever's got. I heard the Four Seasons brunch is pretty jiggy. I don't know if we'll do that, but whoever else. How much has got time it. we got? What are we finding a time to sit down at the Four Seasons brunch? I'm gonna find time Drake? to spend your money. I will find time. Yeah, nah, these, so I, these have been owed to me for years. Now. Of course, but we gotta hit a quick brunch. Our schedules are packed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So don't don't go too crazy with the brunch recommendations, people. Go crazy. We, we are we are humble folk. Go crazy. Over here. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Let's dive into where do we want to start today? AW. All right. Might as well. Sure. So AW Dynamite happened this past week. We'll work from the biggest storylines down. MJF, rebar mitzvah. It's amazing that the first bar mitzvah photos were actually real. Right. Because the man had, like, the Nitro girls there. (laughs) (laughs) He had tons of WWE stuff. It said Maxwell versus John Cena. Like, all this shit that comes up now, you're just like, wow. He's been a fan of pro wrestling, I guess, since the Rosie O'Donnell show. He was on there doing doing opera, singing opera, and saying he's going to be a pro wrestler. And now he's the biggest, second biggest heel in the business. So you... Look at it all came full circle. He wants to do a rebar mitzvah. I thought it was a great idea. Then the segment comes up and it actually surprises me. Yeah. I didn't expect it to go like this. I kind of expected it to be like uh, the Rock's birthday celebration or what? Like, this is fun. your life. Yeah, thing. this yeah. is your life type thing. But no, it ends up he keeps getting interrupted, and it looks like we're going towards a program with the four pillars of AEW, kind of breaking a fourth wall. Because that's always been a fan thing. Nah, Tony's mentioned it. Like, Tony Khan's mentioned it, like, back in the beginning because they talked about Jungle Boy. I reiterate, it's always been a fan thing. Yeah. Tony is a fan of I these mean, things. Like, it's not something usually a company would really have to say. Like, like the SmackDown 6. Yeah. Like, it's a thing. Yeah. But, like, they never really had to say that on air. So, to have it kind of presented, I was like, oh, okay. Cool. Um, mainly because you don't want to shit on people who aren't pillars. Like some people, when we talked about this, weren't pillars and are probably pillars now. Yeah, Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks has surpassed Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Sam, we'll talk about it as we get through the segment. Sammy's been the, the most. He had good lines in this. He did, but he, he, there were babyface lines. And then he realized, oh, I got to shit on the audience. I'm a heel. And it was like, <laughs> oh, good, good job bringing it back in. But Sammy's. Sammy's trajectory being so tied to the Jericho Appreciation Society, I don't know if it's helped or hurt him at this point. Because if he didn't have the Jericho Appreciation Society, how would we look at Sammy Guevara? I don't know. Now that he does, he, he feels like the lackey. And he mentions it in the promo. He's like, I was the guy that's supposed to eat the pins and all this shit. But he's, he's really talented in ring. Like, he's really talented. His match with Cody for the TNT title still oh, it's was incredible. But his mic work and some of the stuff he does, the Ty Conti stuff. Do they let him? Right? Like, yes, they has, let him. Has he gotten? No, a lot of shit's been tied to Jericho. 
then tied to his real life relationship with his girlfriend. Uh, he was babyface for a quick second and proposed to his ex. So it was annoying. Like he's he's <laughs> a heel, right? He's yeah. but he's one of those. He's like Baron Corbin in a different way. Like Baron Corbin can never be a babyface. It just doesn't work with who he is. He's got a heel face. He's he almost a, had it. He yeah, the happy Corbin oh, stuff, right? Happy Corbin. But when Sammy Guevara, when Sammy tried to be a babyface, it started grating on everybody's nerves. Like it was like, uh, and then we did, people just started booing. He's easier to boo, like X Pac used to be. Yeah, it's never worked as a babyface. I feel like Sammy's in that same spot, and I feel like he wants to be liked, but he's just not. And it plays out in this promo. Like the fans are like, all right, these are some good lines, but you're a heel. And he's like, all right, let me be a heel again. Yeah, they got to boo me. Yeah, because at, at this point. Again, all four of them, if you guys know, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and then Jungle Boy, Jack, Jack Perry. Perry. <laughs> not, not just Jack Perry, just Jack. Yep. Um, so, like, those four in the ring, uh, including MJF, and MJF says everyone else has had help from a veteran. Yo, he was cutting them down. <laughs> oh my Which God. is funny, because <laughs> MJF was helped by Jericho. Yeah. They had a full bromance. Yeah, they did. Where they, they have a music video. Yeah, the Inner Circle and the Pinnacle Fuse. Yes. It was great. So when he said that, I was like, yeah, you, you kind of had Jericho's help at first, too. But he's cutting everyone down. Darby needs Sting. Sammy, of course, needs Jericho. Jungle Boy needed Christian. It's like, I did this all by myself. All right. He had some muscle. He didn't need a veteran. He had some muscle for a second with Wardlow. So he cuts that promo. But Darby... Promo. I don't remember anything Jack Perry said. But Darby. Oh, it was all Darby. Darby really took over the mic, took over the promo work. And it comes out looking like, well, if if we have to have a feud out of this four pillars thing, it's kind of Darby and MJF. It, it'll be interesting to see how they play it out. Because like we said, it's so early yeah. to establish it. Because it could be a fatal four-way match. It could. Or, or you could pair them off. You, that's the other thing. You could pair them off. There's things you could do with this. Um, I see, I've seen some people say, this is kind of early to do this. And it is if there is a definitive conclusion. But I think with three talents, it actually kind of helps MJF. Because now he has three different feuds yeah. they can go to. Because he had no one in our mind. like Right. It was like, well, who does he go to? Because the idea now is that as long as MJF is champion, he feels like a long-term champion. Yeah. Now... Could he lose the Darby Allen? Sure, but he's not. Could he lose the Jungle Boy? Sure, but he's not. He's definitely not losing the Sammy. But those are three feuds that will be very, they can at least extend him to double or nothing if they want to go that route. And then they can give him, like, I keep, like, I don't know when Kenny Omega's going to start chasing this belt. It feels like it's got to start happening soon, but we'll get to Kenny Omega. We will. And kind of, I don't know. They're, they're still pretty wrapped up as a trio. They are, which is fine. And I mean, the Winnipeg thing kind of helped out. That's why they had this match. But MJF is, I think he's in a good spot. But Darby Allen came out great in this, yeah. in this segment. Uh, we never really hear him talking. It's usually very brooding. <laughs> he was pretty funny here. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is good stuff. No sting, which is you, like. Man could take some time off. Well, it makes you wonder. Forever, that's what I'm saying. It makes you wonder if. There is an idea to let Darby run by himself for a little while and when does Sting get back involved, right? Because in my mind, in my mind, there is a program looming with Darby and Sting and Sammy and Jericho. Okay. It's like right there. 
you know the program I want. I've, no one goes out on top in pro wrestling. And Darby's a great face to me. And it's very hard to boost Sting. But if Sting wants a last match, Sting, Sting is not going to go here. Facing your protege, like, yeah. is the way to usually do it. He won't, he won't go heel because it doesn't work for Sting. It's very hard. It's, it's, he's, just, he's not a good heel. Like, yeah. main event mafia in, in TNA just wasn't great, right? Sting is to be liked. Sting is on his— It's hard to boost Sting. Like, he could have a match with Darby in a respect type of angle. Sean Flair type. Yeah, angle. like, they could Even do that. Flair was kind of like a heel then, but No, still. shit. Flair was over like Rover. Like, winning all those over. matches. Like, <laughs> everybody, nobody wanted to see him lose, and he yeah. kept winning. But they, they have something with Darby and Sting that they can kind of play off of. I feel like it'll end up being Jungle Boy because it won't be Sammy if there was a one-on-one. Jungle Boy is the one is he's talked about going to get a singles title. He he has really nobody to pair off with right now. The Christian thing is done. Christian's still falling in that casket somewhere. And and Jungle Boy versus MGF, they had their match at the first all the Yeah. Is that the first Double or Nothing 2020? Oh, Double or Nothing. 2020, the first pay-per-view of the pandemic. They had a fantastic match. So they could, they could go back to that. But I think they're in a good spot right now. I think it was smart to do this because any of them losing doesn't hurt. Right? No, they're so young. They're kind of bulletproof at this point. It's like, nobody cares. Sammy Guevara loses all the fucking time. Nobody cares. <laughs> Darby can lose. He's small. There's a built-in excuse for him. Jungle Boy could lose. He's got heart. Whatever it is, it, it worked. But you know you'll get a bunch of good matches out of him. Um, I, would, I would like to see a ladder match with all four of them at some point. Oh, that'd be phenomenal. But this is a, the only reason I would say that it may be early. I don't think it is, but I'll give credence to the people who say it. Isn't because of the wins and losses. It's because this would be the first true time where someone is paired without a veteran influence of any sort. Without an ex-WWE guy, without an ex-New Japan champion. Like there's, there's no one to fall back on. There's no one to call the spots. There's no one to make sure you get a five-star. There's no Danielson. There's no Punk. There's no Omega. There's no Moxley. Those guys have always been in there. Even when you build up a guy like Hangman Page, through his journey, he worked with all those people. He wasn't going to fail. They really weren't going to let him fail. They're all such amazing wrestlers and professionals. These are four young kids. MJF is the most seasoned. Darby's had his matches. Jungle, But there's no vet in this game. This is sink or swim. We haven't seen that since. Shit. I just started recently watching TNA again. Or I guess for the first time. When AJ Styles showed up. Everyone showed. They were in ROH. And these guys have wrestled. But it was just like. Him, Joe. Even yeah, Daniels they, to a degree. It was like... They didn't have to lean on a big company, no, right? It was the just president. like, here, you guys run with this X Division shit, whatever this may be, because there was no established, and it was just like, there's no veterans here. You guys make this what it is. And you're going to fail horribly or succeed, and they all succeed, they all become legends. This is the first time, I think, since then that we see that. Even with WWE and ruthless aggression with Cena, and they try... But I don't think really people... There weren't like pillars who overly succeeded on their own. I mean, Cena might be the only one. Cena, Orton, Batista. 
Like, Martin and Batista had evolution different. Well, so you leaned on veterans, right? Like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Those, that's a bit different. Yeah. Where they had, these are like four kids and it's the main picture. And it's like, go ahead. We have all these veterans and programs underneath you. You four are the people right now. And that's like, shit. And, and it'll be interesting because MJF should carry it. He's he the most seasoned out of that. It's just something you don't often see. So when people say it's early, I think it only feels early to these people because there's not that crutch. Yeah. Because if any of them were in this situation with vets, no one would complain. MJF, no one complains about his shit. Um, Christian Cage stuff. No, They've all been in this position with veteran people. Cody Rhodes and Sammy. Everyone's okay. High card, big profile feud. Now there's no vets and it's like too early. So yeah. it's that thing. It's like, damn, the, the pillars have to really stand on their own. Yeah. Uh, some of that you said earlier sticking with me, and I, I'm going to ask this question. You said MJF is the number two heel in pro wrestling. Yes. No, number one is Roman Reigns. Correct. Has Roman Reigns had a better match than the Danielson Iron Man match that MJF had? Is it- no. Um, no. Better? No. Yeah. Can I say, like, Almost as good. Like the, the Jey Uso. The Jey Uso, the uh, Kevin Owens match. He's stick had, out to like, me. He's had some good matches on this run. I was, I was thinking about this because somebody was like, all MJF does is talk. And I was like, hey, I don't know if y'all watched that Danielson match. Like, I watched it again and talk. I was like, well, this is a really good match. Oh, it's great. And I like the idea that you have like two heels or, or heads of both companies. And they're both, you can compare them, but they're very different. Yes. Like MJF's mic work versus Roman. Roman's mic work is incredible. His approach to everything is fantastic. But the in-ring, like, it, people who had questions about MJF's in-ring, I think they silenced them. And I think he'll con- I think the idea, going back to these four pillars, is, like, he's going to continue to silence them. Like, he can get different matches out of these three. And I think that was the Danielson point. Like, I've, I've watched people say they're mad that Danielson didn't get the title. But everybody knows Danielson does not want the title. Nor does he need it. He doesn't, and he doesn't care. Like, he wants to put people over. He's like, I need to put him over. I need to make him look great, and that's exactly what he did. And that's why MJF is number two. And not saying he can't be number one or take that slot in four weeks, eight weeks, right? I don't know what Roman's going to do after Mania. I don't, I don't know. MJF could be that person. But the difference, and it's just purely an age thing, a responsibility thing, MJF is earning this, is Roman as the top heel made people. He put people over while not losing. Main event, Jay is a thing because of Roman. That was built off of Roman's heel work. He made Jay a single star within the Usos because of him. That's the only one. He made Sammy, the bloodline and Roman's heel work. Sammy is in this position because Roman was such a big heel. Granted, it's him and Jay, but it's it's because Roman was such a big heel. He's made this Cody feud feel like what it is because he's such a big heel. Well, Cody's such a big baby face. And Cody's a huge baby face. But this is like, Cody's been here without the injury four months. This feels huge because it's Roman and Roman's so big. He's still making people because he's such a big heel and putting people over. MJF, so far, has been put over by people who are the baby faces to put him over to make him look better. And that's no knock to him, but that's just a position they had to do because he's so young and to earn that cachet. The one time 
where you can look and be like, well, he had the chance to make someone better coming out of a feud was Wardlow. And it didn't. Well, that's the only non vet that was really a feud with him where he's the heel, Wardlow's the baby face, and it crushed Wardlow. Yeah. He didn't was, make anyone. That wasn't, there, there were circumstances surrounding Regardless of whatever it is, that's, that's, you booked a flight. Maybe no, no, no. I'm saying that there's booking issues that that cool, but that that's what separates one and two is that when he was in the one position where he could make another star, regardless, you don't have to lose to make a star. No. That person folded, and yeah, he didn't. Warlow didn't. No, Roman, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I, I would say that completely detract. Warlow, Warlow is still reeling. Well, Warlow's reeling because of the booking. It ain't. Sure. It ain't because I think the Roman thing. The number one thing is that. Roman's got more years than MJF, right? That's that's the key. Like Roman's got more years than MJF because babyface Roman, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Heel Roman has been fantastic. They finally pulled the trigger on. They built a, they built a universe around Roman Reigns, yep. which is the bloodline, which has helped. Uh, Roman's very deliberate in ring work. It is, I call it deliberate because it's 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 I don't want to say it's Hogan esque because it's not like five moves of doom, but it's very it's not complicated. It's, it's, it's built Triple H yes. Where it's like That cerebral mm. assassin Like you have A couple of moves But yeah. everything is Very methodical I mean, And slower No one ever accused Triple H of being like The greatest in-ring wrestler No But no. he pulled off Matches that had feeling yeah. When needed Yeah I mean yeah, Triple H is, is He's a difficult one Because he just started To eat up everything And everybody yeah. got bored Roman might be a little Better than Triple H yeah. <laughs> Roman has Maybe. a very Deliberate style That works Because no matter who you are, because you got to think, like, he worked Edge and Daniel Bryan. He worked Kevin Owens. He worked Jey Uso. He worked Finn Balor. In a match I'm still pissed off about because it doesn't make any sense. No. The turnbuckle break in, they would just yeah. moved on from it. But he works a certain style that works for him. And it reminds me of, of it, it's better than Hollywood Hogan as a heel. Okay. Even though Hollywood Hogan was an incredible heel. Fuck him, he's still racist. But it was an incredible heel, but it was, like, very deliberate. This is what I'm going to do. No, like all your flippy shit. I'm cutting that down. Yeah, right. Roman does that. MJF is like, as I mean, to your point, he's coming into his own, but it's like he's still showing and proving because Roman proved himself as a babyface. It was like we want to see it as a heel, not as yeah. that guy. MJF was like, oh, you've overproved yourself on the mic. Can you wrestle? And they showed that he could wrestle. And he's he's done it before, but he yes. can wrestle. But they they definitely put him in there with people. For him to succeed. Jungle Boy feud excluded. Because the Jungle Boy match was like. It was oh, well, really, it was really, yeah, it was really good. good. Very grappling like, heavy. It was really good. Um, but a lot of the other matches feuds have smartly on their part. Leaned on those veterans to bring him along. So it's just. It's no knock to him that he's number two. It's just the stages in their career. And what he's allowed to do. Yeah the tenure's not as long either. Like, no. Roman's had this goddamn title forever. forever. So MJF it's just, just one of those things. Like, they trusted Roman to have a main event program for four months with his cousin. You know what we did? only done tag team. You know what we didn't talk about? The, the feud that got him here, that kind of got him here, the Brock Lesnar feud. Some people loved it. I never really liked it. Right? It was too many of them. The, like, the WrestleMania match, the fucking tractor, the, the lifting the ring match. Oh, uh, I forgot about that. You had Cena at SummerSlam. So Roman's had his matches. Like, Roman... There's some matches that we just forget about. We're just like, yeah. eh, okay, whatever. His best matches are not against They're him. like recent. His best matches are over the past year. Daniel Bryan, the Daniel Bryan Edge Triple Threat Mania last year. Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, 
Sami Zayn. Like, all of his best matches have been in this particular window. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure we're going to get a Cody, man, Cody is the, he's the true definition of major label arena rock star. Like, he can play to a small crowd of South by Southwest. I don't really, really fuck with Cody like that. When he goes in front of that arena and has, like, all the lights and the pyro that you can, all the special effects, and he gets that mic, what do you want to talk about? And then <laughs> it, he's just incredible. And I think the more I've watched it, like, I went back and I watched the Rollins match last, last year's match for me. I was like, man, he's, I don't they got to give him a nickname because he's like big game Cody. Like, when he pulls up, everything changes. He's, there has probably been no, better story of somebody like we've seen Drew McIntyre leave and come back right yeah. like we, Cody's on a different level with this shit there's so much it's, <laughs> he didn't do it for you once upon a time yeah no it's in ring it's gotten better I, I will say that when I say uh, he didn't do it for me like his in ring was not good when he left WWE it wasn't it wasn't bad it was serviceable it, it was WWE bad. serviceable yeah and then he hit ROH and I was like eh, it's not serviceable at all and then through different matches and AEW and everything, and for many of his matches, still stipulations are king for Cody yeah. Rhodes. Uh, much like Roman Reigns. If you give them a stipulation, the match is going to be really fucking good. A ladder, um, I don't know, the brother, it switched for me with the brother versus brother match. Oh, with him and Dustin? With him and Dustin. I think that's, it's hard to pinpoint sometimes when the light clicks. I think that's when it went from, he's a star. He's a guy who had a good name. They put him in Bullet Club. He's kind of like, okay, they throw him to prominent positions to, oh, he's different. And it's weird. And we might never know um, how much is his doing, how much is Tony's, who does the booking. But after that brother versus brother match, I think you could have looked at him as one of the main event players. Like, like they have Moxley in AEW. Like, they have Kenny for that long stretch. Whereas, like, he's a main event guy. Yeah. And for some reason, I don't know who could have been self-induced, kept him on that mid-call. Oh, he did it himself. Like, and, he put a, if you look at that, he was the exact opposite of, like, talking about Hunter during his run. Like, yeah. Cody just lost. He, it was wrong. It was wrong booking. Even if it was him, I think it's because after that match, he was ready to be a main event guy. He wasn't like he was because the thing was is that you have to remember. You have to remember the neck tattoo. You have to remember (laughs) that was a poor choice. But the the audience took that in stride. Yeah, I remember the America promo. Like, like there's a there was a time when people were over Cody. Why was he working? What was that guy's name? He was working um the boxer. Um, yeah. Uh. Uh. Oh my God. Ogoye or no? I don't know. I can't even think because we have never seen him again. No, um. We haven't. But, I forgot. I forgot his name. But British dude. You go through Anthony Ogogo. Um, Anthony Ogogo. There you go. He. People got tired of Cody because yeah. he was always at the top of the card. Remember, he had to have a match where he, if he lost, he could never challenge for the. Just and, horrible and people, stipulation. And the way that Cody position is 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 his doing because he was like, I don't want to go over. I like losing because I can lose in these really good matches. But we were tired of him. Yeah. Like you think it's Sammy Guevara, Brody with the Brody Lee matches. He put Brody over. Like he would get the TNT title back, but then he would just drop it. Then he had like the US that like his own US Open challenge. Yeah. Which was cool, but it people did not want to accept Cody. Should have turned heel. 
I'm not sure he want to be here. That's the thing. He was one of those guys where it's like he was a heel because we wanted him to not be a babyface. We were sick of him, right? That neck tattoo did it for a lot of people. It was like, <laughs> like yo, like son, like it's real? a horrible tattoo, but it didn't bother me. Though. And then he talked about it. You know, he's talking about his kid, and uh, it was just like him and Brandy and the Nightmare Fam. It was like, oh my, that's God. where it went off the rails. Yeah, and it was like that was Cody's doing, but all in between, it's like he he. It was smart to not put him at the top of the car because people were revolted because Moxley had just got there. Like, they were signing people. They had to elevate them up the card. If you would have kept Cody up there, you would have cannibalized the whole card. Yeah, but I mean, you not saying Omega doesn't deserve it, but you put Omega up there, leaned into it, and he was an asshole. Like I mean, Don Callis. Kenny like, Omega, he's different. People, people don't get sick of Kenny. Okay. But Kenny would have lent to his character if people did because he was... A heel. He was a great yeah, heel he was in that good, run. He was a good heel. Um, I, I think Cody could have had a main event run similarly. But nobody, when he, nobody wanted But now he's in WWE and... He's a babyface run. He's a babyface run, which is great. But he's proving that, like, you know what? This works at the top of the card. Like, yeah. him... For now. For now. But, like, he's always going to be... Flo- he's kind of like Rollins. Well... Like, how long can you be in the mid-card? Like, Rollins... Probably for the past eight years hasn't been legit on the mid card. No, like Rollins is a he is a full bore top guy. That's right? it. Like even he had the U.S. title like two times in the past two years. Still didn't feel he's like a the made man. Like Seth Rollins is a made man, which is why like this Logan Paul feud works because he's just made. He like he can lose to anybody and it's okay. He could beat anybody and it's okay. But you know, the only issue with Seth has always been it's like when they turn a baby face, it gets real sketchy. It's worked so far, right? Because he's still an asshole. Yeah, they he's just finally an asshole figured, with a theme song. They finally figured it out. They was like, "Well, turn a baby face, but let him be a dickhead." Yeah, right. And that's that works. But when he turns a baby face, starts pandering to the crowd. Like nobody wants that shit. Cody is a baby face with a great story right now. The Dusty Rose thing. One day I'm gonna get Cody in here. It's gonna happen. And I have to ask, like, if Dusty, if your dad, that's gonna be fun. If, <laughs> wow. <laughs> probably block you. Um, but if. if Dusty didn't pass. Like, how would his career be different if his dad was still here? Because he, he does everything for his dad. Yeah. And he's, he's so intricately tied with his father's legacy that I wonder how different it would be. Would he still be in AEW? Like, what would have happened differently? Would he have left WWE? Because his dad probably would have jumped. No, he was, he was leaving WWE. He was, that Stardust shit, he was over. Oh, the Stardust shit. Was yeah, he was, he was done. Uh, it's weird, though, because... His legacy and story is definitely more tied into his father's than even Dustin's has ever been. Even in WCW, he came in and, like, he was with his dad. Then they had, like, the feud yeah, like, and everything. But, like, no one Gold really... Goldust fucked all that up, okay. right? Like, <laughs> like, like, where when, did that go wrong? Yeah, it was, it was all... Because when Goldust came in... Because I watched Dustin Reynolds in WCW back in the day when he had the mullet. Like, I, yes. So when I saw him show up in WWF as a kid, I was like... Is that this in his gold dust? And I like today I've been watching WrestleMania's. I've watched the Piper match with the, the phenomenal the car chase. Yeah. And he's got like lingerie on. And I was like, <laughs> from that point, it was never really, it was never really explicitly said that they, there's a legacy here. It was always gold dust was his own legacy. And then Dusty was doing his own thing. Cody was always tied to his father. Like always. Even down to the lisp. Yeah. We both have the lisp. Dusty always felt like he was. Either he's too old for it or he's above it. It just, it didn't play out. It like, you knew other wrestlers were kids. Like, 
Randy Orton and Cowboy Bob and Dusty and Cody, but a lot of people just didn't put Cody or Dustin and Dusty together. Maybe it doesn't work when you have gimmicks. No, it doesn't. Like Bray Wyatt doesn't get compared to his father. No. Rotunda well, and like IRS. IRS. Like, but you don't really like be like, oh, that's his son. Like, because nobody they're, does they're that. Two different gimmicks. Right. It, it, it's the character is a gimmick. The character is not a human. Right. Yeah, like Cody exactly. Rhodes is Cody Rhodes. Like Randy Orton, when he was brought in, he was the son of Cowboy Bob Orton. Yep. They never leaned into that legacy. But all that's to say that like Cody's, Cody's figured this thing out, like the big arena rock star guy. Um, and it's worked out better. Some, again, it's just like baseball. Like some teams need a first baseman, some don't. Right. WWE needed a Cody Rhodes. Yes. AEW didn't need Cody Rhodes. MJF doesn't need Cody Rhodes. MJF has the four pillars. He's got a bunch of other people to build around. And you still got Jericho hanging around. There's a lot of stuff that MJF could do, but they didn't need Cody Rhodes. They're yeah. fine without him. No, I agree. I think the shuffle, everyone ended up where they should be. Feels like it. Like Moxley should be an AEW. Oh, Moxley's 100%. Like, it just feels right. You can tell the man's happy because he just bleeds everywhere. That's week. it. And he didn't run from the grind. No, I, I hate what people It's say. a place that fits him better. He's He's been so much better. The, and Cody is the same in WWE. Yeah. Now you had to go and like figure out some shit and then come back to be who you should be in WWE. But that's where you probably should be. That's some nuts. So like, It's nuts to think that Cody left, built a company, and was like, all right, cool. I'm getting, all you guys get checks now. But I, I got to go finish what I got unfinished doing. business. That, that, it's, I, Cody's one of the, when, it, when it's all said and done, I really want to hear, like, the whole Cody story. Because, dude, he left. God. He left, and he was like, yo, and remember, the day that he left, what did he do? He posted on Twitter the notepad with all the names he wanted to wrestle. Yep. He worked everybody on that list. Then he was like, let's start a company. Everybody's like, for real? And if it wasn't for Cody, there would be an OAW. He left, and in the first pay-per-view, broke the throne with the sledgehammer. Yeah. And then went back. And that man is going to put the belt on him. Maybe. But yes. But in that position where like. Those some balls. Dude. He's. he's. That's what I'm saying. Do you think like this without your father? Right? Like do you go through this whole process? I don't know. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring. The best way to search for a candidate. Isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's get back to Dynamite that we can pivot over to some WWE stuff. So with next thing on Dynamite, I'm going down this list. There's so many good things. The pillars, good All thing. right, go ahead. Get to the bad stuff. What? I got to ask Tony. Why do you do this to me, Tony? All the time now. Why do you tease an announcement like it is the biggest announcement ever and hoodwink me? And then I got to ask myself, why do I keep falling for this shit? Jay Carver didn't, wasn't on pay-per-view, was on nothing. Now she's going to have her first big challenger, a Canadian. They're in Canada. Oh, shit. We would start racking our brain. Who could it be? Oh, it's going to be someone really good. Who's out there? Squash match. To then debut, Taya Valkyrie after. Who I get it. Some people like um, Taya Valkyrie, and she's a good worker, like great career so far. I'm not like shitting on her career or anything, but it's no different than some of the other people they've debuted. It doesn't seem any bigger. It's she's not Soraya, who's eh, gone in different directions. Um, she Ember Moon big, like it's it's one of those things where okay. I feel like they built it up too much again. That led to disappointment. Could have just done it. Yeah. Um, I personally really like the tire sign. If, and I'm going to lay out my reasons. I think she is. She was tremendous in Impact. She's a, she was tremendous in Lucha Underground. Like, she's a really good wrestler. If you want to create somebody that could beat Jay Cargill, it'd be Tyre. Right? Tyre has the build. She's bigger. She works. She can work a stiff style. So a lot of things that she can do. I loved her showing up. I wish it wasn't an announcement. I just wish she would have showed up. But let's talk about Jay Carter. Kind of feel like they pump faked us to make it feel special. I don't know who else could have been. You don't need the pump fake. Yeah, they, they didn't have to say anything and just debuted her. But uh, watching Jade work again this match, there are moments in her matches where it feels like she's counting, doing an eight count in her head. If anybody understands what I mean, like if you dance or anything like that, like one, two, like five, six, seven, eight. She does that. If like you watch her matches, she'll she'll get ahead of her count and she'll start a move. And like you could see like pause. The, per- the person she's working was like, no, we're doing an Irish whip right now. That kick ain't coming yet. Jade is through no fault of her own. She's progressing, but she's not. She needs a tie, which I, I don't want to say this because I don't want Ty to, like, go in and lose. But that's what will happen, maybe, unless they have Ty just go through a bunch of other people. Jade's in this tough spot where I think the, the best thing that Jade could do, there's two things, and they have to happen back-to-back. She needs to lose at some point. It has to happen. 42-0, and 0, I believe. No, it's higher than that. 54-0, yeah. sorry. She needs to lose. But she needs to lose with a plan. Me, personally... That plan is to go to Japan and work those stardom girls. Because 
and get her ass kicked. I was about to say then. Like I need her in a dojo, a dojo kind of excursion where maybe you don't televise it all, but she disappears for a while and gets some work overseas and they fuck her up. <laughs> because nobody goes to Japan and comes back worse. No. no. She needs the reps off camera. Like how I know they're doing house shows, but I feel like the women of AEW, there's not enough talent to really they she's kind of blown through them all. Yeah. But if you were to go to I mean, there's a lot of people like Forbidden Door could be Mercedes and Jade. Yeah, I could, I could see that, but with nothing on the line, it doesn't make any sense because whoever loses, it's who's stupid. losing that? Exactly. And I don't know if Mercedes cares, but I think the company cares if Jade loses because then yeah. she loses and doesn't lose anything along with it. And for that, I mean, if Mercedes is coming to AEW for a crossover, it got to be her and Hater. Like, I, we need a five star match. I, I like, think you're bringing her over. I would say that they are as close to having Mercedes work in AEW shows as they've ever been with this Forbidden Door in Canada. Yeah, that makes sense. Because she's a champ. Yep. And it's New Japan. This is, Why would she not show up? This is pretty obvious that, yeah. that if they everything holds true, she'll probably be working Hater yeah. in Canada, which will be amazing. And maybe that's what Tony's been sitting on this whole time. Stop teasing us with it. But I think Jade needs to. She needs an excursion, like a story off camera where she's actually getting reps somewhere with different women that make her better. She doesn't get the reps in this company. If she worked WWE, she'd do a ton of house shows. Yeah. It would make her better. But with Bianca there and with Charlotte there, she's, she would be... Or she would have been on NXT, NXT champion, and get to be in the PC every Yeah, I don't, I don't want to see her. Them NXT women are not good. Oh, no, that's, that's not true. The women are leaves and bounds better than the men. No, they're not. Oh, yeah. Who? Uh, Who's Saul better than Carmelo good. Hayes? No, no you, you name one guy. <laughs> Who's better than the Creed Brothers? Soul is really good. Um, Roxanne, good? Roxanne is good, but uh, you know my problem with Roxanne. Like, it's not, it's not really her fault. They need to give her a new finisher. It's just yeah, it's not impactful. Low funky. But I think Jade, like Jade working in NXT, it's like green on green. That's not going to help her. No, I mean... Nah, it's not the greatest. She, nah. I'm telling you, she needs to get her ass whooped in Japan. It needs to be a story. Like, Brian Danielson has mentioned this, like, once. Like, he's been working with Jay, and he was like, you know, I'd be interested to go to Japan. And the more I think about it, I'm like, yo, it would probably be benefit her so much. Because, one, she could get her ass whooped. Like, she has to drop the title. And if she gets her ass whooped in Japan, it's a good story because... We all know, like, this is no secret that Jade is not the best worker in the company. Yeah. But she has everything else. And if Japanese women are beating your ass, we'll accept it. If anybody in the AEW is beating her ass, we're not going to go for that because she looks the part. But in Japan, like, you put her against any of those women, any of those women, and she loses. She goes on a losing streak, but then she gets better. Then she comes back as a new force. Then she gets the AEW Women's Championship. But she's... It's a long road. Uh, and then you also got to, like, humble yourself. Right? So, like... But that's what I think needs to happen. Like, Jay's arrogance has been great. But now we're getting to the point where it's the same thing whenever we see her. Like, when people saw Ty, like, I was like, oh, this is great. But I was like, is she going to be tired too? And I think everybody does that now. Yeah. Like, whoever they put in front of Jay is like, she's just going to beat her? Because everybody shows she's up. make it special when she loses. But the problem is everybody shows up to face Jay. Think about this. Nobody has momentum going into face Jade. They no. all like kind of come off the street to face Jade. It doesn't, nobody has momentum to beat her. Whereas Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter, like these women have feuds and they like build, they beat other women. Like Rio is back in the mix. Like, but Jade, they just keep pulling women off the street. There's no momentum. No. Even, even Athena was like, she just got here. <laughs> 
Like, she didn't build any momentum. She would stand a better chance now. Right, but she had to build momentum. She's a heel. She's the ROH Women's Champion. They haven't done that. Jay's got to drop this title. I would like to see her go away for three months and just get dogged in Japan. Just be, I'm telling you, man, humble her. But humble her to the point where that she's so humble, it's like Kill Bill. When Beatrice Kiddo was getting fucked up, and then and at a certain point, she figured it out, and she was gangster as fuck. Like, Jay can come back, but she's got to get humbled by somebody else. I, I just need this. I need a new story for Jay because the story is getting old, and she's too good for that. They do. It's stale. Got to switch it up somehow. And then Hangman Page comes out. Well, first, it's the Elite um, versus... You didn't talk about the Outcast. No, no, I'm not there yet. Do you want to do Outcast now? Yeah, because wasn't the least main was the main event? Oh, I was, I was just going going down a list, my friend. Um, all right, so we'll do the Outcast first. Yes. I mean, I'm. <laughs> it's not bad. I like Ruby Soul. She's a much better. I fan. think she's shining through. Yes. Um, Soraya doesn't add anything for me. She's the weak link. This is like Tony Storm is kind of being held back. Yeah. By Soraya and Ruby Soho is the one coming out of this where I'm like, ah, I like heel Ruby. Like those two good promos in a row. I don't need them to be together. Like it really doesn't add anything. I'm fine with them being together for now. Um, because I think Ruby having a crew helps her maybe in ring confidence in terms of mic skills. Like, her and Tony were pretty good. Soraya is that one that's just like, ah, we don't really need you here. I, I get why they brought you here, and I, we really want you to get back to wrestling. It's a great story. But now that you're here, it's like, all right, that's enough. But I think, I don't know how they're going to play this because Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker are babyfaces, and Britt Baker's just, she's just not a babyface, but whatever. Where the fuck is Nyla Rose? And when is Thunder Rosa coming back? Those are two questions question. that I have. Like, we just we see Rio back, which is good. It's good to see Rio on TV. She's one of the more interesting characters because she's so small, but she's the opposite of like what I talk about Roxanne Perez. Like sometimes she lays some shit in there, and she just throws her whole body at people. I also thought it was weird. Like four of the women came to like ward them off. Well, yeah. So it was Willow Nightingale, Rio. Who am I missing? Maybe three. It was some one other person. Well, it was w- w- Willow, Rio, and then Hater and Britt. And then it was four on, yeah, it ended up being yeah. four on three. So whatever. But uh, I I feel like AEW's got to figure something out with Nyla Rose. She's so good when they give her a chance. She's so good. She's so funny that it makes her a baby face, but she's too big to be a baby face. No, it's like Big Show. Yeah, Big Show. Everyone doesn't have to be like serious all the time. Well, you got to commit one character or the other, yes. right? Yes. Vicky, get rid of her. Let Nyla do her thing. I don't know what they need to do with her, but... They're Nyla her, like a her and Daniel Bryan angle. Like, well, it's like doing. Nyla and Tony Storm is like a really good match, right? Like Nyla and Jamie Hayter is a really fucking good match. You got right in front of you. Yeah. But you got to get her back into the mix. She needs momentum. She does. Can't just be like, I'm big. Title shot. No, nah, it's like she needs to win a few matches. Like the last time we saw her, she lost to Rio. Yeah. So I, I need them to do something with Nyla. Like, but the outcast thing, I'm like, this is cool, but... I don't need this to hang around too long. They no. can move on from this pretty quick. Yeah. Orange Cassidy, Jeff Jarrett. Jeff's not champion. I'm okay. Yeah. That's There's true. a lot of shenanigans. Yeah. 
It wasn't yeah. a bad match, though. It's just no. a lot of shenanigans. I don't, I don't need to see Jeff Jarrett on my television in the year 2023 no, in a wrestling capacity. It feels like it's a grift, man. It feels like whenever Jeff... It's like, who, who are you paying to keep showing up to shit? It was okay for like two weeks. Yeah, now you, like, like the tag team shit. Like now you're a permanent mainstay on this yeah. roster. No, nobody wants Jeff Jarrett. No, Jeff Jarrett wants Jeff Jarrett. A lot of people like Jeff Jarrett. It's not Global Force. No, God, wow. No, um, why is QT Marshall on my television? I don't know. And QTV. I will say this: if they did that segment with other personalities, I would have loved it. <laughs> Them stealing the belt and, and powerhouse and like the way they joked about. I mean, QT was great. In the saying, like, you beat MJF and look what it did to you, right? Like, I thought it was all great, but I was like, I've got to remember who these people are. QT Marshall is like, nah, man, nobody's buying this shit. And I still don't understand why Powerhouse Hobbs is a part of this. I don't get it. Powerhouse doesn't need anybody. No. He's good. Um, we have the claimed, still kind of like in the title picture. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I mean, I feel like they'll probably work the gun club again and then lose again. It's time yeah. for FTR. Yeah, and then it's FTR going after that. And then now, House of Black and a trios three-way match. It's a lot of threes. Ooh, a lot of shit going on. This going week. on here. But uh, the elites kind of running it back, getting a shot there. So I didn't, and Jericho Appreciation Society, which there was no chance they were winning. No, but it was Winnipeg. So you had to have Jericho. That's I mean, true. When Jericho and Omega got in there, that Break crowd. Break out all the Canadians. That crowd went nuts for those two. And it was a good match. It was a lot of shit going on in that match. Ton of shit. It was a lot going on. But it, I think the, the best thing they did is just further cemented that House of Black is that, that squad. Yeah. Like those three, look, I love Omega and the Bucks. But there's something about the Brody King element of House of Black and the Buddy Matthews, like little mini powerhouse. And then Malachi just being like the force, like the, the Taekwondo force. Like those three as a trio... That's a tough group to fuck up because they get you in so many different ways. They all have different styles. Right. And it's brutal. Yeah. Like watching Brody, like that drill, like he just drills the shit out of everybody. Cannonball, Buddy Matthews with the knees. Like, like this, I, would, I wouldn't mind them holding these titles for a while. You just got to find them enough teams to fuck up. Yeah. I can't figure out who they should lose them to. I don't know. But they're, they, this, is, this is perfect. These trios titles are really built for them. The yes. Elite was great to have them. Death Triangle was cool, but we kind of knew that Pac had to move away from them. These three are made for each other. Yep. And they can also, they can individually go after single styles if they want to. Yeah. They're that, those three individually are that good. I need to see Buddy Matthews work Orange Cassidy. Yep. Like it has to happen. And then Malachi can get into whatever other title picture you want. Yeah, Brody can, whatever. Like, dude, they, they Bro- got Brody they, just beat the hell out of people. Bro, dude, give, give Brody a spot run in ROH. Give me Brody King versus Samoa Joe. Uh, it works, right? <laughs> yeah. You could do Brody King versus Wardlow, right? Good. And it powerhouse Hobbs. Hobbs. He, you could. That's why this this House of Black shit works so well. Whatever happened, because it it was clicking, but like with the masks and the entrance and bringing in Julia Hart. Yeah, Julia Hart is a they, great addition. It is. Watching this match, I'm just watching how they move. And I'm like, well, we know how the Young Bucks work. And Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks kind of work similarly. Like, Jericho is, has a very OG style. Daniel Garcia is a really good wrestler. Like, he's just really good. I want to see him break out. Sammy Guevara, we know he can move. He can flip. He, but he's more closer to what the Young Bucks do. 
These three are just on a different level. They just do shit completely different. And it, it shined all through this match. They get the win, and I'm just like, all right, what's next? I, I like them on my screen. They're really fucking oh, good. All three phenomenal wrestlers. All three, again, could be singles wrestlers and wouldn't miss a beat. So, love that. But then we see at the end of it, oh, God, there's your trios match. Look, you, you have, at the very end, the elite is kind of doing a stare down. Um, and uh, <laughs> Blackpool Combat Club comes out, beat the shit out of them. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, they just went through this grueling thing. Then you have the elite, which is why they're still a trio, I guess. Heel Blackpool Combat Club, which I'm really enjoying. Yeah. <laughs> Willie, right you to being like this little angry, like, wrestler oh, guy is great. Phenomenal. And, and Cesaro will be sickening them on people. It's great. <laughs> Cesaro will just be nerving people now, too, that he's a heel. In ROH and AEW, he doesn't give a fuck. And Moxley is just a madman now. And he's kind of built to be a heel. Boy, that, those three against House of Black, that's, if they want to just bleed and destroy each other, that, there's your trios match for double or nothing. I like that. But first, yes, go back to get into this elite angle where it's like, okay, it looks like he's going to be the elite as a trio a little while longer versus heel. Blackpool Combat Club. And to save the day, Hangman Page comes out. Because Moxley and beating the shit out of Dark Order. And put Evil Luna on the hospital. <laughs> putting everybody on the shelf. So Hangman is like, well, you're not going to do this to another group of people. I got to come and stop this. But the mirror imaging, imaging of how Dynamite ended, where it's Hangman against the ropes looking at Moxley and crew. But the elite and the bucks behind him staring at him like, oh, shit. Like, what are you going to do? Is the exact same when they turned on him and Kenny Omega joined the Bucks, and they kind of kicked him out of the elite, which led him to go and find the Dark Order and started his, I guess, his hero's journey. It's the exact same image. It's- and I was like, oh, great way to end it. Great photos. And now it's like, hmm, because... Is it a trios match? Is it now angling towards Hangman versus Kenny versus Moxley? Like, what's the dynamic here? Because there's so many different ways you can play it. And Kenny and Hangman have that long history in AEW to play off of. Throw Moxley in there. That could be your double or nothing. I think this was like the best subtle storytelling that AEW's done in a long time. Oh, yeah. Because... Remember, Blackpool Combat Club is, is staring at Hangman and the elite coming in and Hangman doesn't see him and he's wondering why Blackpool's backing down. And it's at that very moment, I think everybody was like, oh, yeah. Like, everybody was like, oh, we forgot about this. And there's a part of this story where it, maybe it plays out next week where Omega and the Bucks are like, those Dark Order guys can't protect you, right? Like, you have to protect them. Yeah. And yeah, you beat Moxie, but can you beat Cesaro and Wheeler Yuta? Wasn't that the story going into the trios tournament? Yeah. Because Kenny was hurt. Kenny was beat up. And yes. Bucks asked Heyman to choose. Yeah. Like, yo, do you want to be our partner for trios or Dark Order's partner for trio? Right. Heyman was like, yo, I'm out of it. Yep. And then Omega comes back and, and they kind of win the belts. So that was never really closed. No, and they left it there and they left it hanging. And I guess somebody like Tony Khan woke up one morning and was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> This happened. And the moment, like, the moment, Hank, everything was the blocking. Like, this was one of those moments where I was like, AEW's production nailed this. Because it was like, when you saw them in there, and they made sure that Hangman never looked at them until the end, and then they just faded to black. 
And I was like, oh, this is the best subtle bit of storytelling y'all have done in a long time. Someone said uh, Shivani should have played it up. Like, we don't have enough time. I like, know. Old See you next week. I'm not just, <laughs> just, just did that shit. But <laughs> just it, rushed through. It, it was really good. And I'm very curious how they, like, this is good storytelling when you have, uh, like, months until your next pay-per-view. Yeah. You got things to build on. Like, in WWE, which we're about to talk about, we asked ourselves, how are they going to build this, you know, this bloodline and keep carrying it out? And they found new ways to get us intrigued. If they can figure out how to get this hangman thing, it's its own story. It has no titles involved, but it's a great story. They have something there. Hopefully, hopefully they just kind of carry it through. I think they will. I, I think when it comes to, again, top of the card or top of the card guys, Tony does very well. It's the mid card. You're not excited about Juice and Ricky Stars? <sighs> I'm about to start a hashtag free Ricky Starks. It, it's getting to this point for me. Because the Jericho feud was bad. Yeah. Payoff match, good. Payoff match was good. Feud made no that. fucking sense. Yeah, he already beat him once. It made no sense to go through the trials of Jericho yeah. to get back to him. Then I was like, good match. Guys can get the rocket to him. Juice fucking Robinson. Yeah, I, I don't really know where you put Ricky Stars. And this is a real question. It's like, Ricky beats Jericho. Everybody's kind of doing something right now. You can, like the MJF thing is, it's a ways off, but you can go back to it at some point, but you don't want to do it right now because MJF is, he's got to beat everybody. He's got to really establish himself. Where do you go with this? Like where, who could Ricky Starks feud with? Like, I don't want to. back with Hobbs, right? He lost that one. He, he could, but do you really? It's still too early for Hobbs to lose. Right. You don't want him to have the TNT title. Like, you know what you want him to go after. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, like, with him having a title? He hasn't had a real title. No. He had uh, the Taz shit. Yeah, he had the FTR title, which I'm fine with, with Starks not having a title. I want Starks to have a meaningful feud with somebody else. And they haven't figured that out. And it's not Juice Robinson. He's just going to go back to Japan. Feels like Jay Cargo. Just, hey, what are you doing? Nothing? Come feud with him and lose. Want a couple checks? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I don't I don't, know. The mid card... The women's card sometimes confuse me. Yeah. The tag team title picture and, and Don, is a little odd, but the trio's titles are so good. Yeah. It doesn't but, make me miss the tag titles. They got to figure out, like, can we get to the end of this Keith Lee Swerve thing? It's hanging around too much and we're not moving on it. I've heard the explanation. I've seen the interview. I forgot who did it. Uh, great interview with Keith Lee and <clears throat> wanting to control his look and his character and come back and be himself. That was Cass. Was it Cass? Mm-hmm. Great job. I'm over the cape. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with the cape. The cape is as bad as Bearcat. Like, no, I understand. I, too, am a Harry Potter nerd. I, I play a lot of shit where capes are in fashion. I like all that shit. I do not wear a cape into the studio for this podcast. If I showed up in a cape, you look at me like it was a fucking Seinfeld episode when they were concerned about Mr. Costanza because he was meeting with the guy with the cape. No one wears a cape in public. That would be me. Get rid of the fucking cape. I'm over the cape. Get rid of the cape. You can keep the grays if you want to keep the grays. Whatever. Get rid of the cape. Damn near call you Bearcat. He'll be Bearcat until he gets rid of the cape. And the only thing worse than the damn cape is Dustin Rhodes. And and half gold dust, half purple man paint. Look like Ivan Ooze out there this damn week. And all that purple. It, guy in half purple and a guy with a magician's cape. You know, you know what the problem is? This is an AEW issue that WWE wouldn't allow for better or for worse. They got too much control over their character. <laughs> yes. 
And Tony's not an asshole. Vince would be like, he might actually like it and then turn him into a superhero. So that's the other side of it. He would have loved the cape. Yeah. If, or, if Keith wore the cape, he would not have been Bearcat. He would have been yeah. Blank Man. Or the other side of it is like, take that shit off in my office. Like, it would have been one of those things. And I think Tony should have looked at that. I was like, this ain't working for your character. The, the issue with Keith Lee is, it's like most of the town AEW. Like, if you know exactly where you're going and people can see it, that everybody can agree is like, all right, this makes sense. Then it works. Like Heyman Page's character or Moxie's character. I'm sure Moxie has like a ton of control over his promos and everything yeah. else. Keith Lee thinks he knows what's working and nobody's like, no, nah, we should probably tweak this. Like, Keith Lee hasn't been pinned. It's not, it hasn't been talked about yet. And I think they're going to start working towards this thing. But you have to present Keith Lee like a monster baby face who's articulate. Like all the things that Keith Lee is without the cape. So... Him and Swerve is a, a character they've had. And it's like, when you don't do anything week to week or it shows up on Rampage, it ain't cooking for me. And it, there's a really fucking good match that's waiting to happen with those two. And we know Swerve. We've had him on the show. And Swerve yeah. said, I don't mind losing. He'll probably lose. Probably. But you know who Swerve should be working? Ricky Starks. Oh, phenomenal. Like, they kind of alluded to it when they did yeah. the tag team thing. That's where Swerve needs to go. But we got to get through this Keith Lee shit soon. It's just Rick Ross allegations. False fake allegations. Or accusations. Accusations. What? Yeah. Fake, false accusations. accusations. Yeah. Cool. That show is two months ago. I know. We got to move. What are we doing? It's completely cooled off. Both guys. You stick swerve with the two big white men. Which I'm still like. I don't know. You know, I mean, all right. Swerve is really good. We know he's really good. Yes. And Swerve doesn't mind losing. No. This is my last thing about AEW. We are getting to the point, and this is not a bad thing, but it's time, where Hook needs a real feud. Like, a, a feud that will make him. Swerve is that feud. Like, I keep talking about Swerve and Starks. Like, Starks is kind of a made man. Yeah. But Swerve and Hook? Because Hook is still, they've done very well by him. I'm not saying a complaint. I'm just saying when it's time to unleash Hook, because maybe Hook is a guy who beats MGF. I don't fucking know. But they've, they've been very methodical about how they've moved Hook, and he's going to, like, drag Stokely on Rampage. <laughs> but when it's time to give him a feud where it's like he's really challenged, it's Swerve. Sooner or later, you got to make Swerve. You do. Swerve's got to stop losing, but he, he doesn't mind. But He doesn't. But sooner or later, you got to recognize, like, yo, this guy's really fucking good. Like, yeah, he'll put Keith over. Yeah, he can do the hook thing. But, like, sooner or later, it's like we have something here. Um, and I'm, and we're going to go to WWE here in a second. I'm not blowing the, yo, the trumpet for, you said we're going to have a black champion. I've given up. Like, it, it happens in due time, right? Like, it has to be organic so people don't turn on him. But when I, like, look at this, it's just, like, you're not positioning any black talent to be close. I mean, Powerhouse is TNT champion. Yeah, that's cool. He's, yeah. no, you haven't he's any... the youngest yeah. of the black talent you have. No, no, you're right. So it's just, like, you, you have this talent. I mean, they claim Keith we're tag team champions, too. I'm, again, I'm not blowing the trumpet. For, I'm just talking about the main title. 
Yeah. Not not the tag team. They there was like uh someone again who did this, um, did like the breakdown of someone from Grab City. Uh did a breakdown of the time black athletes spent on these different promotions. AEW led far like double WWE and M- Impact and which is crazy. Impact has a lot of black talent. But AEW was leading all of those categories. So it's not that they're not showcasing black talent or minority talent or LGBT. They're, they're showcasing everyone. It's just when you're building these pillars, when you're building your next champions, when you're building someone to be a face of the company, when you're building someone to hold your main title, I'm not saying that they have to get it. I'm not saying that it's like, well, just to check off the box. You need a black champ. That's not, I'm not asking for that. Position someone so that the crowd can make an educated decision. And if they like them, then you push them. Oh, yeah. If they yeah, don't, I agree then you don't. I agree. But you're not putting anyone in position for the crowd to even choose well, to elevate to that main title spot. Yeah, I mean, I said it, what, like five weeks ago on this podcast. Commit. Keep, commit yeah. to somebody. Just, Just commit. Keep a cake. Yeah. Commit to somebody and then don't take them off my television for weeks. Right? Promo backstage promo. Give me something. Too many people they have not committed to. Yeah. You got to commit to somebody. They need to commit to Swerve in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, it's about that time. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. Going to WWE, switching gears real quick. Just going to go through Raw and some of like the latest can we, happenings. Can we just can we start with the, the Bray Wyatt fiasco? Yes, I guess we didn't talk about Wyatt. Uh, there were reports originally that he took his ball and went home because of creative differences. Then Sean Ross Sapp, who we've had on the show, I trust a lot with his reporting. Not saying that everyone tells him the truth. It's just, it's hard to have more sources than that guy. And... It said that Bray Wyatt was injured, which makes sense because the only thing he's done is Muscle Man Dance promo kind of to buy time. And then Uncle Howdy was doing the heavy lifting for a quick second and in-ring and taking bumps and everything. Then it just now appears that Bray's not going to be ready for Mania due to an injury. I saw some internet people talking about, like, it might be a broken finger. It's like, broken finger doesn't keep people out. So if it's just a broken finger, then that's kind of fucking weird. But if it's a more serious injury, I, I wish him health. I, I don't know 
anyone in the company, and I understand you say this all the time, they all get paid the same now. But I don't know anyone who purposely wants to miss WrestleMania. Good program, bad program, indifferent. Seems like your entire year, everything you do builds up to being on that show. And there's only so many spots that to take your ball and go home, to sandbag an injury, to do something. It seemed very weird to me as like a competitor of any type, you know, like these people, that is their career. It's from mania to mania. It's not, you can win a million championships. If you don't win it at mania, it really don't hit the same. That's where legends are made in that company. It's weird to think he would just bail out four weeks ahead of time. So they say he's injured, he's injured. And now we have to figure out what we're pivoting to in, in the Lashley thing. But I don't wish injury on anyone. I, I hope, again, he gets better. Some things happen for a reason. I believe this in all of life. And this may be a blessing in disguise for Bray Wyatt. Because this was going nowhere fast and getting worse. Get healthy. Get back on the drawing board. The Lashley match was going to do nothing for this character. If it's salvageable, I know you're going to say it's over. Yeah, I, th- I think it's over for Bray Wyatt, personally. They're paying him. Of course they're paying him. That doesn't mean they can't release him again. Um, this is complicated because if, if when you start to try to piece the reports together that Brock didn't want to work with Bray, and then Brock ends up with Omos, and was just basically a strongman competition. That they couldn't even, like, real quick on Brock. Brock and Omos get in the ring, the crowd goes, holy shit, and then they fuck up whatever they were supposed to do, and then people are like... Almost had one spot. So you got one job. Get oh, that. one job out here. I know but, MVP is just like, I built this shit from scratch. You, you ain't going to hit your one spot. Yeah. But Brock, if the reports are true that he didn't want to work with Bray, which is funny, if you follow J- Dave Schilling's Twitter, yeah. Uh, we talked about WrestleMania 35, and I, Brock was like, I'm opening WrestleMania because I want to go home. And Vince was like, fine. Like, that was never the plan. He was supposed to be in the... Coleman. Yeah. Which the crowd was dead when yep. the Lashley worked. But Brock kind of calls his shots. Yeah, they stuck Finn there versus Finn and Lashley. Lashley. And it was... And I it remember was, it. Yeah. I, the I, entrance was longer than the match. It was Demon Finn, I think. Yeah, and it was trash. The only time we got Demon Finn. But that, that's the leverage that Brock Lesnar has. So if you believe that, and you believe that Brock doesn't want to work with Bray... And for whatever reason, I still don't understand why they didn't finish this Brock and Bobby story. It's, it's going to trouble me, and I don't know whose fault it is. I want to know. But if that's the case, and Brock's like, I want to do almost because I just I want to get a check and go home. He's going to check anyway, but he's like, I want to do something quick and go home. Yeah. Which is exactly what that's going to be. And then Bobby's like, I ain't got nothing to do. And Creative was like, how about you work with Bray? I'm, I can't imagine that Bobby was thrilled about that. Because it didn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm not sure if he has the same muscle backstage, yeah, though. He doesn't. That's, yeah. This is my point. They say, hey, you're going to work Bray WrestleMania. Now, Bray has his match with LA Knight, which is absolute trash at Elimination Chamber. So if you're Bobby, you got to be thinking, I really don't want to do this. I can't imagine that these two had enthusiastic conversations when it came to creative. This, the timing of this injury when Bray doesn't do anything is questionable. No, sorry, Sap put it out. He's been working house shows the entire sure, time. Sure, But I'm saying... It's nine in the past two months. But I'm saying it's like... Bray's in the best shape. No. No one's going to keep... Right? So, if he gets hurt, it's like, all right, we can work around this if you really want to work it. I don't know if Bray really wanted to work it. 
I feel like the energy was bad heading, heading into WrestleMania. So when you say who would want to miss WrestleMania, well, if it's going to suck, Bray Wyatt. Because his character is not built on, built on wrestling matches. It's built on moments. And right now, his moments are fleeting. So where he's at right at this particular time, I don't know if it's a blessing because I don't know who wants to work with Bray Wyatt. Like, LA Knight made that shit work to the point he, where people are asking for LA Knight to go against Lashley. But if you're Bray Wyatt, you have to hate that oh. mentally that this guy's getting over, Super over. More, more than me. Yeah. This this whole Bray Wyatt experiment is it just feels like a it just feels like it's, it's determined to be bad. It's it's a wrap on whatever you thought this storyline should be or whatever he wanted it to be. You have to tell him you tried. Go back to the drawing board. But how many times can you do it? Because then we're entering Lacey Evans territory now. No, she's had multiple failed gimmicks. No, no, no. But I'm what I'm saying like, is he's, at a certain he's point, had some that stuck. Nothing stuck long. His best character, his best work was Swamp Cult Leader Bray. Yeah. How many years ago was that? It's like a decade ago. Yeah. And then The Fiend was, was hot until it wasn't. That was like six months. Again, and they kept him around and we were yeah, over it, right? He's but, only had two gimmicks, maybe three if you count the stuff with him and Orton, which was really good until they put maggots on the floor. Right. But, so you, but they, he, they fuck everything up in the end. But here's the issue. If you go back to when, when Bray was at his best, we talk about the cult leader. What made that shit work? Brody and Eric Redbeard, right? The crew helped. The crew helped immensely. Because in-ring, they got you. It masked everything that was wrong with Bray Wyatt because Brody could cook. Luke Harper and Eric Rowan could cook in the ring. Oh, yeah. They were a good tag team in the ring. They were phenomenal. Now he doesn't have them. So now he's he's been left to his own devices as the Fiend. He was left to his own devices. And when he's on his own... Even with the Randy Orton feud, the match stink. Everybody knows that there's no secret that, that Bray Wyatt's matches suck. And now it's like, well, Vince is gone. Because that was my hope. Vince is gone. Maybe this can work. And it failed again. And this is why I say Lacey Evans territory. Maybe it's just never going to work. It has worked. But you just, you just keyed in on how it works. It's just they try to evolve. And, and Trips has said this in an interview before. It's like Bray has all these ideas. He's always having new ideas. He sits there and he, he has a great mind for the business, but it's too many ideas at some times. And he was like, more, you got to reel him in because he'll have a great idea. And he'll be like, yo, we're running with that on Monday. And then by Wednesday, he's coming with like eight different tentacles off that idea. And you're like, slow down. Like, no, this one is the one that works. So it's one of those things where this is, okay, it, it was a good idea and they got away from him. You got to tell him to cut ties. but. There was reports originally that he was, what's the guy with the kingdom? He was in the kingdom, I think. He has the dreads now. He was an ROH. Oh, um, I don't care. Well, anyway, anyway, it was the two dudes from ROH yeah. that allegedly they had signed and they were going to put Embrace crew with Uncle Howdy and everything. Never got there. And it's just one of those things where Uncle Howdy's not enough. And Uncle Howdy might be a rap. You got to like Uncle change. Howdy is a rap. Yeah, you got to change that whole character. Yeah. Um. At least it's under a mask. You can just bring Bo Dallas out now. Like, just sure. act like he wasn't Uncle Howdy. But you gotta, and this is one thing I think Undertaker showed best, is that he had multiple iterations, however you feel about it. He had the gray and purple gloves. He then had Ministry of Darkness Taker. They all worked. I'm just saying, American Badass, he had multiple iterations. 
But one thing he did best was if something was getting a little long in the tooth, he can always go back. And the crowd popped every time he went back to something. Yeah. Bray's never gone back when shit went bad. He can't. How do you know if you don't try? Because he can't. Here's why. Mentally. No, no. Here's why. He's Russell Westbrook. Every time Russell Westbrook gets traded, his value goes down. He's like, there was a time that Russell Westbrook, back-to-back MVPs, yeah. I mean, MVP season, triple doubles, he was at the top of his game. Every time he goes to a different team, the team that had him before doesn't want him. Now he's damaged goods. Ray White is damaged. Okay, but I'm telling you, if they went back, it won't work. You don't have you. You can't. The cult leader with an actual cult following. It won't work. I, I think it'd it, have a better chance. The, the first thing you think of is Luke Harper. You think of Brody. It's yeah. the first thing you think about. It kills it immediately. No. Yes, it kills it immediately. Brody because wasn't the leader, and we he didn't need to be the leader. Something he was a leader of continue after that. So that Dude. that rhetoric is false because we no. thought the Dark Order was a wrap, but it, it ended no, 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 up no, no, continuing. No, 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 Brody was incredible. As he a was. wrestler and showing a sense of humor. Like, that's why the Dark Order worked. The problem with Bray was he had the muscles to cover up his, the things that don't work. Got to give him that. But you don't have anybody that nobody knows to put him in that spot. Like, he's, it was an introduction to the Wyatt family. You can't retcon it now. We've seen Bray's cards on the table. It, I, you, know, I think you go back. You can't. It's old, dude, it is over. Because paying them. They got to figure something. There's no such thing I over promise when the check you, I promise you, I'm not, not going to promise you. I will say it's 50-50 that Bray was not on this roster next, by this time next year. Okay. That's fair. Because there's... They, but for as long as he is, you got to try something. Do you? Or do you just take just him off TV? Just sit out. Yes. Good. Because he's... paid a lot of money. So. It's, it's a tough spot to be in. If nobody wants to work with you... That's... Like if nobody wants to work with you, nobody like the biggest names aren't interested in. I just I I believe Bray has at least some kind of ego. It's like I should be on the top of the card. Like look how look how my comeback was. Like I can do this merch, right? Like I can do this. But then it's like the people don't want to work with you, or they know that you're a failed experiment when it comes to wrestling. So what are you giving me? That's the key. You got to show that you want to get better. Which brings me back to him getting in shape. There is some, that is a point when he was cut, where he hit the gym a little bit, right? But then he just whatever whatever is going on with Bray Wyatt, whether it's mental health, whatever it is, this ain't working. He's gone through some shit though, so if it is mental health, I hope he gets be. better. It could be because but, he lost Brody, he lost another really close friend from like. I mean, his he lost his wife, but he was cheating on his wife with yeah with JoJo. Well, like he's like now he has okay. He's had a lot. People cheat. <laughs> I understand that, like. I'm not going to hold, like, cheating on your first wife. Like, no, I'm not going to hold people against you. Hold, it's, it's, know my transgressions. Divorces aren't fun. Yes. So he's gone through that. But I mean, like, also just losing people around him. Um, I'm not saying he's Kanye West. But when you lose certain people in your life, sometimes you lose the sounding board for people who can tell you no, that you believe. Maybe. Or that this idea is good, this idea isn't. Um, we, we will never know. And you talk about Brody's contributions when he's Luke Harper and everything else. One thing we do know, he is a great mind for the business. Uh, many people have said this, the Dark Order and that starting up and everything he was doing was very smart. Yeah. We don't know how much of 
them being in a crew and having to spend time around each other and plan matches and feuds, how much of his voice was there to rein in an idea in a guy like Wyatt. Exactly. So more so than replacing him in ring, it might be harder to replace guys like that um, out of the ring. Redbeard, right. like Eric, and when they're just like, chill, the three of us, this works better, this sounds better, and you have three sounding boards for these ideas, it's kind of left to his own devices. And and there's nobody that you can bring in that he's going to immediately go, I'm going to listen to you. No, you don't respect, because you, you're right, because you didn't go through the journey right. together. You don't have that natural respect. I'm above you. It's kind of like you work for me. Right. <laughs> you're, you're in my crew. And that's why I say, like, Russell Westbrook, like, you put him on another team, and you like, it, he, he still thinks he's the star. No matter where he goes, he's like, I'm the star. Even though the numbers have dipped, mentally, he's got that competitive spirit, but nobody's there to tell him, no, Russ. Like, he tried to come off the bench for the Lakers. Tried. And the Lakers were still like, get the fuck out of here. It's time for you to go. He still plays the same. Yeah, it's like you're still the same guy. Like, you haven't fixed. And all you're doing is getting older. So the things that are broken are just getting more and more broken. And the Clippers are like, we'll take him. Even Paul George is like, fuck. He's he's worse than he was before. He's broken. Bray Wyatt is broken. And I don't know how they're going to fix him. This this was an attempt, and it didn't go well. Throw, Throw Lashley in there. On Friday, make it a triple threat with Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Let them all get counted out or some shit, and make it a four-way with Gunther. There you go. I don't mind that. I, I would. That's I would a like, big meaty man slapping me. I would like Lashley though to get his own match. I agree, but it's so I, I short. It is. I mean, a guy like LA Knight, I think, is a guy where you could build weeks. it quick, quick. Um, <laughs> it don't take LA Knight much. Four shows. You're like, wait, I get to be on main. I mean, <laughs> give me four, give me four shows and a hot mic. I just, I just wish that they would say Brock just destroys almost like now, right? Yeah. Like just gets rid of him. It's like, all right, Lassie, let's finish this. Cause that's, that's what it should have been in the first place. You know what? That would work. Cause MVP is there. Yeah. MVP be like, yo, the I've been fuck? talking. You blew the mania match. And then Lassie's like, we got unfinished business. business. Like figure it out. Yeah. That's a hurt business revival right there. you like, almost couldn't do the job. We need you back. Yeah. For the hurt right. business. That wouldn't be. Bad, but I, I still think L.A. Knight's the guy because Bray Wyatt calls him out, L.A. Knight, and Bray Wyatt just had their thing. Then you have Lashley saying, like, well, I was supposed to be Bray. Bray got scared, blah, 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 and L.A. Knight's like, I wasn't scared of him. And then you bring L.A. Knight in because that was Bray's last opponent. Just seamlessly go in. Yeah, put the man on WrestleMania. It's in L.A. How can you have a WrestleMania in L.A. without L.A. Knight? You should interrupt the Miz hosting the show to do that. Oh, please. Yes. Lashley, just go stand in the ring. Yeah. And then just have LA Knight interrupt something. But I think Lashley should have his own thing. Um, Bianca Belair handled Chelsea Green. I don't know. That's are <laughs> just giving her stuff to do. People really don't like the Asuka is like being nice and handing a belt. We talked about this last time. The friendly Asuka. But I get it because the blue goo starts going. And it's one of those things where I think Asuka gets her point across without needing promos or anything like that. And I think people just miss the point sometimes. She's fucking with her. That's it. Like, the Kana character doesn't have to be a full-time thing. Much like Finn Balor and the Demon back in the day. It's like, that's not who Asuka is all the time. But you can see she's trying to be nice. She's joking. That's normal Asuka we've seen for years now. And then hands the belt back over. But when the blue starts going, it's like, wait, something's inside of her. Something malicious is like creeping out. And then the paint comes on. And when it's time to get busy, she gets busy. 
So I, I like to, I think it's pretty simple and easy to follow. Me too. I, I think uh, having Bianca nerf like Chelsea and, and, <laughs> and they're really fun. And Carmella. Carmella's in great shape. Have you noticed that? She is. Physically. Because, um, I mean, it was very public. They had the miscarriage yeah. and everything. And yeah, she got in phenomenal shape. She looks great. Again, she looks amazing. So best to her and Corey and getting up. Like, I know it can't be easy, but pouring yourself into the gym for many people. Help yeah. sometimes she looks phenomenal. She looks great. And I think her and Chelsea got something. I think so too. They, they have something. Like, I mean, call them the Karen's, call them whatever you want, but they got something. It but works. I, I don't it, have a problem with Asuka and Bianca. I think, you know, they'll get physical sooner than later, but yeah. I think that the way they're playing this with Asuka is just fucking with Bianca every week. Yep. And then Seth Rollins, he's shout out Corbin. <laughs> this is all you need from so, Corbin. Just a whipping boy. That's it. And all right. The men just try to like hire Corbin. Corbin should do whatever he can. I, I like that gimmick. I like down and out Corbin. So you you have Seth Rollins that week out to get knocked out. And I don't think the build needs to be any more complicated than it this. It really doesn't. Really don't. don't Somehow do the Miz is in here a little bit, but he's not doing too much. Yeah. Because the Miz fucks up shit if you let him do too much. Yeah, he does. But maybe it looks like Rollins is going to beat the shit out of Miz here in a second. Again. Yeah, and then the last Raw... Then Logan probably beats the hell out of him again. Probably. So it doesn't have to be too complicated. I like the way that's going. Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. I mean, we all know what's happening, right? But I think we've had Ray got to slap him though, right? Well, we the, the the story is what's going to push Ray over the edge, and I feel like the best way to get there is you got to deal with the rest of the family, like Ray's wife. And his daughter, Aaliyah, who just disappeared after she was with Buddy Matthews for like a week. <laughs> There's a great tweet where it's like, <laughs> it was like Dominic's just getting revenge because Buddy Matthews with the sister and then <laughs> Dom now has mommy. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's incredible. That is good. Like, yes. Like, take that, Buddy Matthews. Huh? Now I'm here with Rhea. But I, I the think, long con. I, yeah, it is. I think Rhea, I mean Rhea, I think Ray's wife has to get involved in this. Like, you need to fuck up your son. <laughs> like, you got to teach him a lesson because Ray ain't going to do it. I, I will pop if at Mania, Ray puts him over his knee and spanks him. I will pop. <laughs> that's, that's the only spot I need. Just beat the gangster Dom, out of him. That's it. Dom can win. I just need that spot. Yeah, but uh, I think they've done, they've handled this well. Like, because we, we want it and it's getting to a fever pitch and it's not overdone. It's very, like, short segments and now every week we're like frothing at the mouth. Like, yo, when's he just going to punch his kid in the mouth? And you don't punch a kid in the mouth. He's like, I'm not going to beat you up. And Dominic is a disrespectful little twat. Who's playing it really well? Oh, great. He found his niche. Yeah, he's doing the, the tattoo tier. He's, he's <laughs> doing it all really well. But once they get to their Mania match, I don't care what night it is. I'm into it. I'm it's really a, into it. It's a good slow build on that. Yeah. But it's peaking at the right time. Austin Theory beat Dawkins. But this is where it's clever. I don't need Theory and, and Cena every week. No, you don't. You don't got Cena every week. Mm -mm. They're planting the seeds for that next feud. And that backlash, you know we're getting Montez Ford versus Austin Theory. We like to think so. It I'll feels like we're trending. Hell of a match. We're trending in that direction. Uh, Tez's solo run is upon us. Yep. Um, but I think they've done well with that. Bronson Reed, that's someone else they would like to you see. You talk about the first thing that kicked off this show. What am I? Finn Balor and Edge. Yeah, I'm getting to it. I'm just building to like the All best right. thing. I, I see that's at the top, but I'm going through it. That's, okay. that's my favorite thing from the show. Yeah. So far. 
Cody Rhodes uh, cut another promo. Man almost cries every week. He's passionate. Mm. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, no, but I crowd ain't turned on him yet. They're not, man. They, he's boy. It's funny because that people are like, ah, are they gonna turn on Cody? No, over like Rhodes. This motherfucker is over. Paul Heyman sent a message, Dre. Yeah, he's coming. <laughs> the tribal chief, he's coming. And look, I said it when Roman first got this title. I was like, I don't need to see him on TV every week. They, they, they advertise him when he shows up, and then he shows up and it feels like a really big deal. But the fact that the bloodline is able to carry this without him, they've done, they've done a great job not overexposing Roman Reigns. I know some people are tired of him being the champion. I'm not. I think he's been exceptional in this role. But I think the, the bloodline and everything that goes on in it has made you go, I don't need to see Roman every week. And Cody can carry this thing on his own from week to week. They've done a good job. No, I agree. Some people don't like as much Cody and, um, and Sammy interactions. I, I like it because I think it's the only way you're going to get Sammy and Kevin back together is somebody's be like, look, y'all getting fucked up on your own. <laughs> like, <laughs> you got to have a damn. voice of reason. People don't like Cody being that voice of reason, though. They're like, oh, you're making Cody too much. Or, now Sammy's just acquiescing to Cody's. Whatever, man. He can't see the forest or the trees. You need someone to slap some sense into him. And we talked about Lesnar. Almost. We had a Judgment Day match, which... All right, but that happened right after the start because the start always leads to a match. Edge opens the show and he accepts Finn Balor's challenge. But something you called two months ago? Yeah, a while Three back. months right, ago? Right, right around the time when footage. Beth Phoenix got clobbered. Yeah. I said this needed to happen. Hell in the Cell, WrestleMania, Edge versus Finn Balor. And Finn drops the line. It's the only time. To hell with you, crowd. Because they didn't pop for it. He said, I've been to hell. Spit me out. Hell couldn't handle my demon. Yep. And hell's a perfect place for a demon. So, I mean, Come look, on. man. The only issue that I have with this is that I wish they could have repositioned Beth getting clobbered to right before this. So like nuclear. Here. Yeah. So now we're like building towards where like hell in a cell. Cause they cooled this, this few got cooled off, mm-hmm. but if they would have had Beth get nerfed now, like even if it was Rhea, like they've done a good job. Like Rhea's still there, but she's like very involved with Charlotte. But if they did something to like, cause that the way they handled the, the Beth Phoenix thing, what was that? Survivor series? Yep. Was re- they were hot. And to call that match then would have been perfect. I wish they could have done that to get to it. But Edge, he, he's, Edge is on, like, his world finale tour, and he's like, what matches haven't I done yet? You know, world's greatest match. He's like, I've done all this shit. Hell in a Cell with Finn Balor, and it means we should be getting Demon Finn. And When that music hits. I mean. And the lights, like, the original music hits, and the lights start pulsing, and the smoke comes out. You don't, again, you don't have Bray, by all accounts, on this one. Dude. But there's nothing to give you that taker feel. Like this still does. Let, let's take this a step further, right? Like, we're going to get a version of the demon that's a heel, which we haven't had yet. Nope. But, you know, we also have to get, we got to get that brood edge back. Oh, that yes. Like, you want to talk about two of the, two entrances that, are, that will have me crying? <laughs> My hand out? You, you give me the brood entrance, because they did it. Was it last WrestleMania? Was it last year? Against Styles? 
It might have been last WrestleMania. They it was against Styles. I'm not sure. If yeah, but they did it, and it was, and everybody popped for it. But let's let's make it a little bit bigger. Yeah. Let's bring Gangrel back with the with the cup. Let let's let's because this is hell, and Edge is with the Brood. Like, let's bring it all the the Demon versus the Brood, Judgment Day versus like, come on, like it is. This is the this is one of the match. Like, it reminds me of Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. On the boat, WrestleMania. Yeah. Kevin, and <laughs> it, like, off the, there was like no real pirate. build to the match. And then the match happened. We we're like, oh, shit, this is great. This is that kind of match. And now it's got a stipulation and you got these two characters. This could be, this could turn out to be not the match of the night. They got some really good stuff. And I don't know where this falls. But the, the cinematic look of the entrances, the two wrestlers, and just put Balor over. Yeah, this, this is what you go to WrestleMania for. Yes. And we've seen the demon at Mania before. He felt forced. Yeah. They just felt like, well, he's just Who's doing Who's going to be the demon? So yeah, what? this is the first time probably since NXT where the circumstances make pulling the demon out legit Hell in the more cell. than him just showing up. Oh my God. It's like, no, I need to go to a different place. And Edge, Edge has all this fire right now, right? And Edge is like, a beat the shit out. And then now it's like, oh, especially heel Finn. No, he has a whole different side we haven't seen in so long. Yeah. Cooling down the demon, not like showing him since like the Roman feud, which again, the latter, the thing broke, whatever. It's been so smart because Finn has established himself. It's just who he is. He's the prince. He's, he's he has his crew. <laughs> Irish Jamiroquai. It's great. He needs to start coming out. On the shoulders again. Yeah. Like, Damian Priest need to do something. Yeah, I know. Carry his Finn's little ass to the ring. Dude, I also think because Hunter works different than Vince. Like, Vince was like, you got to sell whatever it is. So, you, the interest has to be the same every time. Like, now, I, I'm sure, like, Finn's like, this is my idea for my interest. And Hunter's going to hear it. So, hopefully, it's not just, well, it can't be the same. It uh-huh. has to be something darker and more sinister. Maybe he does come out on free shows. Look at the NXT ones where it was just like yeah, the chainsaw there were several one. demons popping up and just yeah, going but crazy. It's got this has got to be dark. It's got to be oh, evil. The crew has bat wings already. It's, it's got to be these two might have the best entrances in WrestleMania if they do it. I right. think so. Like it, we know Roman's gonna be like a thirty minute entrance, right? Yes. I'm gonna and go buy merch. the crowd is gonna go crazy for Cody. Yeah, the crowd. Oh, Cody's gonna get all the oh. pyro. Oh. Every every, every ounce of pyro. bit of pyro you can get, yeah. Cody is gonna have. So you're gonna get that. But I think these two, they Hell in a Cell. I was like, I called because I thought they were going away from it. I was like, what are we gonna do? It should be a Hell in a Cell, but is it hot enough? And they did it, and I was like, well, that's a perfect place for a demon. And I was, and I thought about, it. I was like, and it's a perfect place for the brood. Let's go. And then last thing before we get out of here, Kevin Owens, Solo Sokoa match. <laughs> it's just fuck Kevin up. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin just took an ass with me. <laughs> I just think it's funny because it's kind of like. Cody's having these conversations and somebody's got to get the conversation because Cody's like, you guys got to stop because <laughs> they just get your ass kicked every week. Like, no matter what happens, you can't win. And Kevin's having a really good match with Solo and the Usos are like, get disqualified. Who cares? It's not about winning or losing. It's about fucking them up. Yep. Take care of the Kevin Owens problem. Yeah, every week. They, they go out and they, I don't need you, Sammy. I got this. Goes out there. Gets the shit beat out of him. And Sammy's like, can we be friends? Kevin's like, no. Sam was like, fine, I'll go out there and do it. Gets the shit kicked out of him. We still kind of have like the J is back for his brother thing. Yeah, well, we know what that and is. Not Roman, but we haven't seen that interaction play out no. either. So he's talking to my brother. He's supposed to talk about SmackDown. Yeah. I'm talking to my brother. I'll see him. 
Like, well done. Well, well done. And, I, we, you know, by this time, by the Vegas SmackDown, maybe, is when, yeah, you got to you gotta call it now. It's elephant in the room. Yeah, you got to call it. Sammy and Kevin against the Usos, you got to call it. So that the SmackDown in Vegas might be a bigger deal than the SmackDown, the go-home show. I agree. Where? Also because I'm not going to the go-home show. <laughs> yeah, always. Yeah. Um, where do you put that match? I, headlines night one. I think it's the headline. I think they ran a promo where they, well, where Rhea said her and Charlotte headline. Nah. It was like in a promo. You had that, that's the hottest story in pro wrestling. You headline night one with it. You put open night two with it. No, no, because everybody's going to buy night two tickets. As soon as you announce that, it's already sold out. Like, no, there's still tickets. But what I'm saying is some secondhand tickets, but like they they sold what they're going to sell. What they want to do is they want. Both of those things trending on different days. So they dominate the weekend. I think that tag match needs a headline night one. And Rhea and Charlotte could actually open. It could be a hot opener. Because I feel like on night two, if you open with Gunther and if we think it's Drew and Sheamus, like, just like Clash of the Castle, it's it like, be a banger. you're going to set the tone and be like, fuck, man, that's a lot to work on. So I think those, are your, those right now I would say are your openers, but I think the tag match needs to close night one. It's the it's the best story in pro wrestling. Okay. I, I think you could go. I would love for that to open night two, not just because I'm only going to night two and not night one. <laughs> so give me the tag match and Roman watching it. You're building like kind of the, the spectacle of it. So the tag match opens and then he has no help for later in the night. Because if you do it the first night, then it's like, you guys fucking healed up. You better help me in this main event. Unless they really beat the shit out of each other. Good. But, but if you do it in the beginning of night two, and they take each other out. And it's like, well, it's really mono e mono. There's no way this tag match is just going to be a straight-up tag match either. No, it can't, right? Like, it's either got to be a ladder match or... No DQ. It's got to be more than that, right? It's got to be more than... Like, I mean... If it's a ladder match. I mean, to keep it a buck, it needs to be a TLC match. Oh, if you want, God. If you want to keep it a buck, because, again, I said this about the Usos. They get to work with everybody now, and you have a reason to just throw everything in there. It's a TLC match. I think it might be. They got one more week to build it. It's a TLC match. But if you've noticed, Roman's always handing a chair. Right. To Jimmy and to uh, Sammy. And then now KO in this match, Solo. Yeah. Looking for the chairs, throwing it in. He tries to put someone through a table every week. What do you think missing is the ladder? I think we're going to get there. If it's a TLC match. It's headlining night one. It has to have night one. Because everybody's going to die after that match. So night two got to start with the Hell in a Cell. Because you got to, the Hell in a uh, Cell got to kick, kick off one of the nights. Uh, I think the Gun... Because like, you got to drop the Cell quick. Yeah, I just think the Gunther match is, is, is starting off one of these nights. This shit is stacked. It is loaded because you still got Brock and Omos. You have the two women's titles. That's, that's, my, that's my quick, Brock, I need a five-minute entrance. I need to be able to hit the bathroom, yeah. get some snacks, come back. We don't like we don't know where their position. That's gonna be night stuff. one because Brock ain't staying all weekend. No man, Brock, Brock, leave the jet running. That's, like, that's what Jet Brock is doing. Let me nerf this fool. That's it. I'm coming. Listen, I'll work almost on Monday. Don't call me. I'll be there Friday night, maybe Saturday morning for a quick walkthrough. Yeah, I'm in. I'm out. That's it. And we didn't even talk about the NXT, but there's nothing to talk about. Right? No. Roxy, Roxanne Perez had to drop the title. which yeah. I, I absolutely hate. She lost her smile. 
is what people are saying. Whatever. It, that, that's bad. Carmelo and Braun being cordial is really bad because it doesn't play to Carmelo's strings whatsoever. Carmelo got to start talking shit next week. Yeah, we he got, he's getting a little you closer. Got, you only got two weeks. Yeah. He lists off his list of accomplishments. And then, and then y'all, you know, you guys beat up pretty deadly. Like, it was lame. It, like, Can they coexist? I can't do this. And that's, that's the story. I'm not waking up early on Saturday morning. Like, I'll be down the street. I'm, yeah. I'm not going in. No, I'll catch Gargano's match because Gargano's really good. Yeah, Gargano and Waller. I think Carmelo and Braun would be really good. I just, I hate the builds of this match. I'm not sure how good that's going to be. Carmelo's might really be right. good, you might but be. we've seen Carmelo and Ricochet. We've seen Carmelo. Like, you're right. It's just like, you're fuck. Right. They're going to give us that? Like, our expectations for Carmelo are so high now. Yeah. That and it's not even his fault. Braun might not be able to have that kind of match yeah. with him. Or are we going to see a Braun breakout match? But it's all yeah. on Braun. He's, it's, it's time to shit or get off the pot. It's time to turn him heel. But that's a whole nother story. Yes. How about you play his lineage? We talked about people and like right. having characters. He's just a person. Dude, just get him the chain mail with the sunglasses. That's Give it. him a varsity club jacket like his uncle. Yes. His dad and his uncle. Just have him go. lose and say, you know what? You know why I lose? Lost. I I'm soft. Freaks. No, I ain't got my freaks. Yeah, if my family, I've disgraced my family. My last name isn't Breaker. It's Steiner. Break up the chain. Yeah, get the stench. And the freak, he needs the freaks. Oh, Even though I don't know if it'll freaks. play well in this day and age, <laughs> you got to have the freaks. Something. Maybe you don't call them freaks. He has the friends. I don't know. Make no. it BG-13. But <laughs> I mean, if it ain't the freaks, then just don't do don't it. Don't I need do the it. freaks. I, I need the freaks and the muscle The kids. muscles, the push-ups, and, and then later on, I need to get like a mini one. Like they had it. <laughs> oh my God. Petey Williams. <laughs> it's good. You got to go all the way, man. This Bron, he's great. too vanilla. He's too vanilla he is. and is, is old and tired. No, so it's time. But it's also time for us to get out of here. It's been one hell of a wrestling show. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Next week, we have boxing, MMA to kick off the week. Uh, the show will probably combine those together. And then Thursday, Dre will be riding solo. Maybe. For- we might have to do it early. Uh, a wrestling it's, show. It's the damn Benavidez uh, plant, plant fight. Plant. Might, we're going to figure it out. Yeah. So we're, we're going to, it it's busy week next week. It's, yeah, it's so chaos. Now this is, we're in the end game now. Like yeah. this, this is when mania ramps up and we get crazy. So make sure you guys follow us on all social media platforms. Check out our YouTube as well. Follow me at Kel Dansby, him at Andreas Hill on everything. Shout out to everyone here. Blue Iron Studios, Wind Resort in Vegas, As always, you guys stay safe. Can't wait to see you all for Mania Week. If you're in L.A., hit us up. Let us know. Let's grab food. Let's grab drinks. It's going to be a celebration. Buy me drinks at Wale Mania. I'm trying to save some money. I got to save it to pay for brunch for the old man. So I appreciate all the free drinks I could get that weekend. In the meantime, we're out. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance.
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.